Hey guys, today's episode is going to be about how do you rebuild trust in a relationship, especially in a marriage, after a traumatic event, or even if it wasn't a big traumatic event, even if it's just been little things along the way that have broken that foundation of trust between the two of you, how do you get past that? Or can you even work through that? So today I'm going to give you six ways that can help you to rebuild your trust in your spouse or a friend or a family member. So go grab a notebook and a pen and your coffee and get ready because here we go. This isn't a game of ding dong ditch and don't worry, I'm not a solar panel salesman. I'm just here to see you friend. Whether you have spit up stains and cluttered counters or you're still in your heels from work and just getting dinner started, take a minute and come sit with me. Welcome to the JAR Podcast with your host, Lydia, certified teacher, homeschool boy mom, oh Lord help me, and marriage ministry leader, bringing you tough lessons from my own journey to soul health and wholeness. Together each week, we'll discuss our struggles, pain, and shame. We'll combat labels and lies with biblical truth, and we'll work through our mess and come out stronger, more confident, and rooted in our identity in Christ. So move your pile of laundry over. Better yet, let me help you fold it while we talk. Thanks for letting me in. Now let's get real. Trust is something that is a key foundational piece in any relationship, but especially in a marriage. And I don't want to treat the subject lightly because I know that it's such a painful thing when trust is broken and you know, if you're anything like me, my first instinct when my trust is broken is to just cut that person out or turn my back. And I've done that and it's been done to me. And on both ends, it's painful. And so if you've gone through something in your in your marriage or in your life with a family member or a friend and trust has been broken, first of all, I'm so sorry. And secondly, I just want to, you know, encourage you that <laughs> it might sound funny that it's encouragement, but People are (laughs) broken and they are not going to be perfect and they're never going to meet all of our needs and provide that solid trust and foundation that we're seeking. Our spouse is not meant to fill all of that that gap in our our souls. That's meant to be filled and and set, that foundation set in, in Christ alone and in the word of God and the stronger that our foundation is in him and more trust is put in in our relationship with God, it's easier to recover, to bounce back, to work through, to rebuild trust in a marriage or another relationship. It may not be easy. It won't feel easy. And it may take a very long time. And it might not even be something that you do right away. Um, it You may need to follow the Lord's prompting on when is the right time to rebuild? In several relationships in my life, it's not been something that something bad has happened and then, oh, well, we got to rebuild trust though. So let's just, you know, work through that even though I'm in the middle of, you know, grief or pain of a broken relationship. But when God has told me it's time, then I've dug in and I've done the work. But first and foremost, is our relationship with the Lord. And it wasn't until my relationship with the Lord and my trust with Him was something that became an even more solid foundation that I was able 
to reach out and start to rebuild. So you might find yourself in a place where you're not ready yet. That's okay. Come back and listen to this episode when you are. If you are in a place where you're like, I I want to rebuild trust in this relationship. I, I need that. I want that. But you're not quite sure how to start or if it's even possible. Listen to these six things that I'm about to share with you. And maybe all of them will help you. Maybe one, hopefully some. <laughs> so take some notes if you need to. And these honestly just came to the top of my head. I mean, there's probably many more and there's probably some even better ones that I'm talking about, but these are six that were pretty um, important and obvious to me in how my husband and I rebuilt the trust in our marriage and that we still use to keep building and maintaining that trust. So the first one that I wanna hit on is, is honesty. When honesty is not a part of communication, everything feels like a lie and everything that the other person says feels like it's not true even if the majority of the time what they say is true or if the majority of the time what you say is true but you insert a lie or a fib or um, omitting the truth here and there that's going to break the the track record the trust in your communication and when you're rebuilding trust the more honest you can be even if the truth stings a little bit, and even if you would rather not talk about it, even if you would rather sweep it under the rug, not face it, the more honest and open you can be in even the hard things, especially the hard things, the better. You know, even rebuilding uh, our, our marriage and coming back together, honesty was a really key part in that. And honesty can even look like just being willing to talk about something and and admitting that something's been bothering you. You know, sometimes it's easy to tell something's bothering the other person, but unless you are willing and brave enough to open up and say, hey, I think we need to talk about this issue or I've been feeling this way or every time this happens, I have this thought, you're not going to tackle the issues of, of mistrust in your relationship, if you're not willing to go there in your conversations, you might feel like, well, if I bring it up, it's going to start an argument or I just want to move on. I don't want to deal with the past. We, we've, we've worked through it and we're going to push forward. To some degree, I believe that's okay and true if you've already done these steps, but if you haven't done this step yet and made honesty a part of your communication, then you're not ready to just move on. You have to tackle the difficult conversations, the hard feelings, and and the hard truths. So that's number one. Number two is to know each other's triggers. Whatever the circumstance was or little things were that broke the trust to begin with, uh, you and your spouse or other person need to understand what each other's triggers are. And sometimes you don't know what that is until someone's triggered. But instead of reacting back to them and saying, why are you reacting this way? I you know, or combating their reaction with even more emotion, sit back a second and think about why are the, why are they blowing up like this? Or why are they melting down crying like this? And understanding if you've been through moments of mistrust or um, a, a traumatic event that's caused you not to have trust in the other person and you think you've moved on, 
even if you have done a lot of work, like even with us, we've done a lot of work, but there are certain things, whether it's a, a location, like a physical place, or it's the way that we say something or the way that maybe we operate in old behaviors, like, I don't know, leaving the house in the middle of an argument, that can trigger the other person. And when someone's triggered, you need to understand what it is that's triggering them. And it doesn't mean stop doing that thing, even if it's, you know, leaving the house or if it's um, wanting to pause the conversation and continuing it later. If that's something that you don't want to stop doing and it and it's okay to, to continue to do, you know, whether it's having certain friends or um, <laughs> something that gets pretty tricky is, is social media. If you know that you're not doing something wrong, but the other person is perceiving it that way, or it's just triggering the event or things that happened before, for one, you might need to be willing to give that up for a while until trust is rebuilt, or at least expressing and listening to them and understanding that it's a trigger for them. So that when a reaction happens, you're not matching their reaction with even more because that's only going to continue their mistrust instead of allowing them to feel safe in expressing their feelings about that. So one thing that my husband and I have done is when um, maybe he's expressed that he feels a certain way or was triggered, I just quietly listen or ask questions like, what about what I did makes you think about that or bring that back up or something like that. And and then he's able to have a conversation about it and even work through that a little bit. And then those triggers lessen over time. But if you combat someone's reaction for being triggered with just as much emotion, then they will continue to feel just as triggered as in the beginning. Okay, so number three is honestly some kind of counseling or um, if it's a marriage, some sort of marriage ministry group or course or program. When we came back together and we reconciled, we, I specifically said, we cannot do things the way we used to do. We either have to do counseling or some kind of program. And we chose this marriage program that I've talked about in other episodes. And we knew we had to learn new ways and we knew we couldn't just continue to do things the way that they'd been done before that obviously got us to where we were. So we had to do something different. We, you know, the Bible talks about, I don't remember the reference, but the Bible talks about a dog returning to his vomit. We did not want to keep doing that. And so um, Christian counseling one-on-one for me was huge. It helped me see a lot of things. And then together we went through this program and learned some new ways of communicating and expectations and how to handle conflict and all of that. So that definitely helped us rebuild trust because we knew we were both committed. We knew we were both learning and growing. And so that's something that I highly recommend that you look into your local area. Um, Of course, there's a lot virtually now, but look into your local area for a Christian counselor, someone who can sit down with the two of you or each of you separately and you can work through some of maybe some some deeper issues. 
So that was part one of this two-part series. I'm going to pause it here. Make sure you come back next week and listen to part two. Second Corinthians chapter four, verse 15. All this is for your benefit so that the grace that is reaching more and more people may cause thanksgiving to overflow to the glory of God. I'll see you next Saturday, same time, same place.